may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Millions of words have been written about Jesus. Where did it all begin? began with four words, now summarised often in four letters, I-N-R-I. This morning we pause to reflect on the significance of those words, noting first it is written Second, it was shameful. Third, it is powerful. And fourth, they mean victory. The four letters, I and RI, are initials for the Latin title that Pontius Pilate had written over the head of Jesus Christ on the cross. Latin being the official language of the Roman Empire, the words are Jesus Nazaranus Rex Judaeorum, uh, J's being written as an I, Jesus Nazarenus Rex Judaeorum, might be how we'd say it, of, translated Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And the early church adopted these first letters of each word of this inscription I-N-R-I as a symbol. And throughout the centuries, that symbol has appeared in many paintings of the crucifixion. All four accounts, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, each record the detail about the charge being written. But John's Gospel also informs us it was written in three languages. We read, Pilate also wrote an inscription, put it on the cross, it read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, do not write the King of the Jews, but rather, this man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. I've spoken often about the cross of Christ, but it's only recently that I've been struck by this detail about what was written about Jesus. That is, while Jesus was alive, nothing was written about him. As far as we know, nothing has been recorded, nothing written down which is extraordinary when you think about how much has been written after he died. Not until his final hours, as he was struggling to breathe his last, and then something was written. Someone else wrote something for everyone to read. In the little book of uh, Habakkuk, the prophet, uh, he begins his book with a complaint to God about the Lord's lack of action, about the violence and injustice in the world. And Habakkuk is waiting for the Lord to, to answer, and he says he goes up to his watch post, 
to see what the Lord will say. And we read, And the Lord answered me, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. He's told him, write it down, make it plain. There is clarity in something being written, recorded, made plain for others to view, to read. The Apostle Paul notes that what was done with Jesus was not done in a corner. It can't be dismissed as though it were just some idle legend with no basis in the field of definite history. There is a sense in which it can be said that the eyes of the world were on Jesus when he died. Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together, we read in Acts 4. Pilate, Pilate who had become procurator of Judea under Tiberius in AD 26, held office for some 10 years until he was recalled by Caligula in AD 36. Writers of the day, Philo and Josephus, denounce him as merciless, obstinate, arrogant, a troubler of Israel by his arbitrary conduct on a variety of things. The four Gospels depict him as one who was not without regard to the claims of justice and truth. But he proved weak, irresolute, vacillating and subject to pressure. His figure is tragic, his memory pathetic, because he was totally unequal to the supreme challenge of history and destiny. Pilate had to say what he would do with Jesus, but he feared to decide as he knew how he ought to decide. We heard in that reading of Luke, this man is innocent. And so Jesus was delivered up by Pilate to be crucified. And we have stood and declared that in the creed. Not as though we were holding up the name of Pilate for some special kind of uh, execration, some kind of denouncement, but to provide a firm context of time and place in which his death occurred in history. It happened. As Paul will write to Timothy, Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession. And so it was the Roman governor sentenced Jesus to death. And it is he who is the one who wrote the first words we know about the man, Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. I-N-R-I. -I. It is written, 
public death. In history, under the order of Roman, the Roman government, Jesus crucified. What about crucifixion? Well, secondly, it was shameful. It was viewed by the Romans as utter abomination, reserved for the lowest of the low. Uh, the well-known writer of the day, Cicero, writes about the offence of the cross in this way. He said, wretched is the loss of one's good name in public courts. Wretched too, a monetary fine, which is taken from one's property. And wretched too is if you go into exile. But still in each calamity, there is retained some trace of liberty. Even if death is set before us, we may die in freedom. But the executioner, the veiling of heads and the very word cross. Let them all be far removed from not only the bodies of Roman citizens, but even from their, their thoughts, their eyes, their ears. Crucifixion. Well, that was only for a, a non-citizen, a non-Roman. One who had been sentenced to suffer a most excruciating death for their crimes. And as a method of execution, it was designed to humiliate and degrade as well as kill. And so when Pilate wrote the inscription, we have something of the tension between Pilate and the Jews. Here is how Pilate views the Jews. This is your key on the cross. It is written. It was shameful. But as scripture unfolds, it is also powerful. For it is prophetic and powerful, even as the book of Habakkuk looked forward to it. What Pilate wrote was, in fact, the sublime truth. Here, on the cross, is the Christ of Israel, the King of the Jews. In the light of its shame, it might be thought that the early church would want to kind of hush up the fact that its founder, Jesus Christ, was crucified. But the opposite is the case. And so Paul writes to Corinth in his first letter, for the, for the word of the cross, the message of the cross, is folly to those who are perishing. But to us, that is to the church, who are being saved, it is the power of God. This death of the King of the Jews the power of God. Jesus himself referred to the power of the cross in John 12 when he described it as that which, which cast Satan out and would draw all people to himself when he said, Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of the world be cast out. And I, 
when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. And John tells us he said this to show what kind of death he was going to die. Jesus regarded his death by crucifixion as the moment of exaltation when his divine glory would be most fully revealed. And so the Gospels, though they tell the story of the life of Jesus, words written down for us, translated, proclaimed, written about by countless millions through the centuries, but each Gospel spends much of its time on these final days of Jesus' life. It's not his life, but ultimately his death, which is the focus. For there in the word of the cross is the power of God. It is written, it was shameful, it was prophetic and powerful, and finally, it was and is victory. And so Paul goes on in 1 Corinthians 2 to declare, Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a hidden and secret wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. The cross is the wisdom of God which confounds rulers, authorities, leaders of the world. If Pilate had known, if he had understood what was going on, he would never have written what he wrote. That Jesus truly was the king of the Jews. Pilate might have scornfully placed it there, but he did not recognise and understand the great purpose of God, that purpose which had been planned for centuries in the wisdom of God. Through, revealed to us through the Jewish scriptures. The very people who impaled Jesus there on trial before Pilate, if they had understood the Jewish leaders, they would not have led him there. They should have. They knew words like Isaiah 53 or the prophet Habakkuk. They knew the scriptures that spoke out against violence and injustice. And against those who are puffed up and proud, in contrast, what the righteous, what do they do? Well, Habakkuk tells us the righteous will live by faith. The faith of Abraham, their father, the great patriarch of the Jewish people with whom God had entered into covenant to reverse the curse over this world and to bring blessing. The Jewish nation drawn together under the leadership of Moses at Mount Sinai. And the Lord entered into covenant with that nation. And from that people, the Jews, would come their great king, David, who was promised a son, the king who would reign forever. I have made a covenant with my chosen one, 
declares the psalmist, uh, declares the Lord in the words of the psalmist, Psalm 89. I have sworn to David my servant, I will establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. The promised son, the king of the Jews, the wisdom of God, now here before them, I-N-R-I, the crucified one. What was God doing on the cross? Paul expressed it this way. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him having forgiven us all our trespasses by cancelling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. He triumphs over them. In the cross is victory. And so the great saint of about 400 AD, John Chrysostom, commented, never yet was the devil in so shameful a plight. For while expecting to have him, he lost him, even those he had. And when that body was nailed to the cross, the dead arose. Their death received his wound, having met his death stroke from a dead body. Here is the reason why the apostles made Jesus' scandalous, shameful death so central to their message. It is that they recognised, they believed that he did not die for his own sins as a failed Messiah, but for ours, as the world's true Saviour. There he won the victory. It was the defeat of sin and death, putting the anti-God powers in their place. The king of the Jews took on the real enemy of Israel, the evil age, the hostile angelic powers, the accuser, the devil, sin, and the tyranny of death. And so they declared, Christ died for us. Christ died for our sins. He gave himself a ransom for all. And now here we are. Good Friday. Good news being celebrated. With all the sober reflection upon the historical reality. It is real. And yet with that sober reflection, there is the wonder, the delight, the jubilation. As we recognise the victory, a victory captured in, in, in a sense of, of laughter and joy. Great, uh, a 5th century saint, Romanus the Melodist, I came across recently, and he imagines the scene as the cross uh, brings victory and defeats the enemies of God's kingdom. 
And so Romanus is imagining this victory. There is Hades' death telling the devil off for being so gullible as to be able to think that he could defeat God and keep the Son of God in the clutches of death. And Romanus put it this way, Your vaunted cross tree, it sends tremors through the universe. The earth is quaking. The sky is black. Rocks are splitting. The temple veil is in shreds. Those in the tombs are rising up and corpses shout, Hades, don't you understand? Adam is beginning his return to paradise. For on the cross, Jesus is nailed like a king waiting to be hailed. When you realise that, your heart is filled with laughter and joy and wonder. But also, this day, we soberly remember the cost. And I close with a little story of a teacher, a Scottish teacher, Rabbi Duncan, he was known as, uh, back in the 1860s. And uh, he himself is thinking about at what cost this victory came. And he's teaching a class, and he comes to the point of reading the words of the 22nd Psalm, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And uh, he's there the class before him, and he bent over, nearly doubling, he's pacing up and down in front of the student benches, his snuff box and pocket handkerchief in one hand, a huge pinch of snuff occupying the fingers of the other, certainly not like the teachers I had when I was at college, but he's, he's utterly forgotten the absorbing interest of his subject, of the Lord's suffering for sinners, which he's turning over and looking out now at this side and this way and that way. And as he does so, it's with this kind of loving reverence as he speaks. Bent over, then suddenly he straightened himself up. And his face had a kind of rapture. His hand went up and the snuff scattered itself from the unconscious fingers as he turned to the class. More as it seemed for sympathy than to teach. In his Scottish accent, which I won't imitate, he said, I, I, do you know what it was? Dying on the cross, forsaken by his father, do you know what it was? What? What? As if somebody had given him an answer that had stimulated him, or which he had to clear out of his way. What? What? It was damnation. And damnation taken lovingly. At which point he subsided into his chair, leaning a little to one side, his head 
straight and stiff, his arms hanging down on either side beyond the arms of his chair, with the light beaming from his face and the tears trickling down his cheeks as he repeated in a low, intense voice that broke into a half-sob, half-love. It was damnation. And he took it lovingly. Pilate also wrote an inscription, put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. 